1: I don't want you to protest. I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and that crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. My
0: life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. (laughs) We have a fan favorite guest returning with us this evening. This is always, you know, it's always a fun to have this man on the show, a true fucking legend, a true icon in the world, not just entertainment, the world. You know, global. Even other planets, I think, have fucking T-shirts with this dude's face on them. You know what I mean? The
2: one one
0: that says, I am triple
2: extraterrestrial. Go ahead.
0: I dig (laughs) it. And that uh, can only be one man, the great, insane Shane McCain. Welcome back.
2: There it is. I'm here. I couldn't spout out all my taglines, but I think I do that every time. So I'm just going to stay here and be humble. I'll be the bombing shaman, the fast food philosopher, and the uh the king the, of country
0: blame
2: the king of, of country blame and the reason that I'm here is because we're spelling the word country same way we spell the word conspiracy yeah. first four letters being C-U-N-T let's go let's dethrone these fucking pussies
0: the international shock star insane Shane
2: McKay wow. International. white fucking trash boom
0: Flames. Audio flames everywhere. And that's the great uh, Alex.
2: Yeah, you don't want to say that you are flames everywhere. That's very – you're both transphobic. Don't say that. Go ahead. They're not flames. They're just large, fiery embers.
0: Flames of excitement. and We have the great Alex Hawk with us, brother Alex. Heck, yeah. Is with us today. Whoop, whoop, whoop! Our senior hall. Whoop, going down. let's talk. Ready to rock. Okay. Heck yeah. Today we're gonna we're gonna dive into some serious subjects. You know what I mean? As Come usual, on, you please. know, we're gonna get into a nice little discussion. I know Shane recently had a censorship issue on the Facebook, and you know, we've been meaning to kind of talk about um, Facebook issues before. I believe even in the notebook, we've had. Face, uh, social media episode planned with you in mind, because I know you get highly in tune with that, but uh, real quickly, tell, tell the folks listening, what exactly happened with uh, okay. the social media thing?
2: Got it. Okay. Well, as I say, I'm going to preface one of my favorite quotes once again, being Voltaire, one of the great minds in history, as opposed to the man who, who owned or owns Facebook whose name is branded into my mind because he's so important, Mark Wahlberg. So the deal is, I went on Facebook and all I decided to do was quote, just to quote Mark Twain, being a humanitarian, thinking, I think, rather than be a controversial fucking shock star, rock star, mock star, and cock star, that I would just simply put out a little bit of food for the soul, something kind. So I just basically, I just posted the words. And I shall remember it. Kindness is a language that the deaf can hear, and the blind can see. And at the bottom, even though I'm a wordsmith, and don't get me wrong, I'm a good one. You know, I'm a, I, I'll tell you right now that this spirituality is right up with what he said. I'm a wordsmith. God gave me a gift. Yam yeah, the shit, y'all want to sniff? So kiss my ass and polish the turd, stick my dick in your ear and fuck what you heard. Okay, now that's one of mine, but it's not quite as philanthropic. So I decided to just say what I did about Mark Twain and just quote, give him, give him the credit, quote by Mark Twain. And then I got on with my day, yeah. which was quite underwhelming, <laughs> only to find out that some fact checker, Ah, some Ivy League ass motherfucker wanted to earn his fucking six-figure uh, wiga salary and fact check fucking for his buddy Mark Wahlberg on Wastebook. The fact he wanted to uncover he could not handle the scandal. He was like, up, 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 fuck the bots, I'll tell you what's up. Mark Twain did not say that. And I we need to address this immediately. This is just proper fucking ganda. This man has no props. It's propaganda. Prop it while it's hot. No, no, no. So I get a fucking thing. <laughs> I get something from fucking Wastebook. And out it comes. That somehow in Wastebook, me the wordsmith Defining waste book in the dictionary of disgust as the poisonous, putrid people pool. So try to put something nice in that polluted psycho water, and some fucking Ivy League ass fucking fact checked it and said, No, Mark Twain did not say that. And they flagged me. They should be flagging me for every fucking thing. But that
0: I hear that <laughs> often
2: yeah. So that was it. So yeah, they fucking fled, I and mean, they were like this is false information and then they posted it. So everybody that looked at it would be like this is false information. Mark Twain did not say this. This this blasphemous illusory evil propaganda. Once again, let's and then I'm sure it was a memo blast. Did you get the memo? This is what's going on. Kindness is a language that the deaf can hear and the blind can see. Mark Twain, did you get the memo? Stop. We need to have a fucking staff meeting. Seriously, we need to have a fucking... We all need to sit around and have a think tank, drink tank, whatever. And we need to get to the bottom of this. This man did this top
0: fucking priority. You see, you know, I've heard many a story of like the very either people, you know, them going back years to see things that people have posted or, like, very basic, simple, like, that's not threatening or anything like that. You'll see crazy stuff every now and then. Like, you'll see real hate every now and then on the book, you know what I mean? It's interesting that that doesn't get, you know, flagged, you know what I mean? I don't
2: know. I mean, quite honestly, I I haven't seen that much, like, quotes that I really felt were hateful yeah. or, you know, that maybe should have been taken down. But that, even that, that's a whole nother issue. That's censorship to some degree. I don't know, man. You know, that's a whole other thing.
0: Well, look we at the algorithm, too. Are you familiar with the algorithm? Mm. I think yeah. that that comes to play a lot with stuff like this, too, where, like, I almost feel like it's a situation where, like, if people let's say if, if, if you posted things that you didn't like and people could like complain or report, but they like you got enough reports, but they don't pull them down and then I think the algorithm picks up on you as bad news or something mm-hmm. like that you know what I mean then they come get I you. Had to
3: the bone
0: yeah I think it's got to be a it's got to be a bot I mean
2: I you know what maybe not <laughs> maybe not it's not a bot, but at the end of the day, I cannot imagine that some anal retentive frat boy would would actually fled, go to the fucking lengths to sit in his little fucking cubicle and fucking fact check something like that. I mean, what's the worst-case scenario? What if Mark fucking Twain didn't say it? Maybe it was insane Shane McTwain would said it. <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Who gives a fuck? It was something that was just imparting some positivity into the fucking planet that I got news for you. We could fucking use. Yeah, needs it. And <laughs> for them to do that, it made me, It, it literally, it, it just enraged me. I was like, you know what? Bitches, don't light the fuse if you don't want to hear the news. Yeah. Don't awaken the sleeping giant because I will fucking shred you verbally, psychically, intellectually. I have to preface it. I have to ask them, are they smart enough to understand that I'm smarter than they are?
0: AI is a crazy deal. It's, it's really scary when you think about it. Like the fact that they can oh kind of pick fuck. and choose and do that and, you know, 2001 ain't that far off when uh, you look at stuff like this. Yeah. No. So the movie of I mean, course uh, well you know you know bro science
2: fiction a lot of science fiction are the people that are able to envision what will be in the future and a lot of it as you know has in fact come to pass a lot of the stuff they have like now there's a, a fucking uh, a motorcycle that hovers soon there'll be boards that hover you know Joby Aviation is creating flying taxis you know And a few others, you know, Drummond, they're into it. All this stuff is coming to be holograms, virtual reality. It's fucking scary because the eyes are the mirror to the soul. Mm. Soul is of God. That that eye to eye connection, that is a validation, a reminder that we need to do is the golden rule, treat others the way you want to be treated. If we lose that sense of spirit, we devalue the other person's life. Mm. It's not real to us anymore. So any buffer that you put in between two human beings, eye to eye, that is tuning a guitar, tuning a piano back to where it should be to understand that the spirit the spirit is the foundation. The spirit, that's, that's everything we are. Everything is built on our souls and our choices, good and evil. And if you buffer that, confuse that, we're in real fucking trouble. You cannot build a holy house on a shitty foundation.
0: I agree with that 110 fold, man. You think that there's a collapse coming of, uh, Society and everything in it, are, you know. Totally. Totally. Hey, Just, guys, I mean, with- it, the
2: fact that, I mean, I said it at age 12. I said, if we can't learn to live together, we're going to die together. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard a quote, maybe it was yesterday or something like that, that man, essentially man, with all of his... Superior intellect built the atomic bomb, but a mouse would never build a mouse trap. Mm. Human beings are the only creature that actually inf- inflicts pain or pleasure.
4: Mm.
2: Spiritually, there's another quote. I listen to quotes all the time. There are two wolves. That live inside us. One is good, one is evil, and they are both battling all the time. Which one wins, Matt?
0: I'd like to say the good wolf. I'd like to think
2: the I hope so.
0: Feed.
2: the one you feed.
0: Oh shit! Look at that. Nice. Well, because, uh, you don't I catch that on Facebook. <laughs>
2: Hey man, right. at the end of the day, brother, you know, uh, I'll I'll jump out for a second, but obviously we're here to talk about this segment, and I'm going to weigh in in a hard way. I'll be a shock star, but at the end of the day, I thought good and hard about some of the things that I would say,
4: mm-hmm. and
2: at the end of the day, it, as far as what I'm doing with this segment, I'll have my fun, I'll have my catharsis, but at the end of the day, I will not say anything that will not ultimately at the end of the show, either make God smile or make God chuckle, that's it. (laughs) Laughter, they say another quote I heard, that laughter is the only true attribute that man possesses that is truly divine. I listen to these quotes all day, guys. I'm a wordsmith. Now I'll quote myself and I'll say, Every creature is my teacher. This so is I roll. I'm not afraid to say the words I don't know. When I'm by myself, sometimes I listen to music. But if it's fucking, you know, narcissistic mind dribble, if it's some guy fucking searching for whatever, you know, really should just take an antidepressant, shut the fuck up. I'm not going to listen to that. But I do listen to quotes from the greatest minds in history. Every day, yeah. I heard everything from Socrates to Denzel Washington, oh yeah, from Henry Ford to Mark Twain to Marcus Aurelius to Napoleon. I mean, you name it. To the Spartans, love the Spartans. That was the baddest ass ever. Heard.
0: Yeah, yeah
2: there was something. I won't keep rattling about this, but I share. One. <laughs> I just love the Spartans were so fucking dope, dude. And somebody, what was it? Somebody said, The Spartans were on the battlefield. The enemy was here, the Spartans were on the other side. Spartans were grossly outnumbered. The opposing commanding officer issued a statement to the commander of the Spartans and said, If you do not surrender, what did he say? We will we will defeat you, devastate you. Destroy your family, destroy this, everything, ravage everything. If you do not surrender, we will do this. This is what will happen. We will be victorious. And and the fucking, you know what? The, the other guy, the fucking Spartan commander, his response was, "If," <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <it>. <laughs> and then the Spartans. Uh, oh, and then they said, "You don't understand. When we launch our arrows." They are so dense and plentiful. They will block out the light from the sun.
3: Yeah. And the spark
2: commander replied, good. Then we will have a cool battle in the shade. <laughs> I got to say, not that that's the most philosophical thing I ever saw, but I have to say, man, those quotes were the baddest ass quotes I have ever fucking heard.
0: Those are king shit talkers, like greatest shit I talkers know. of all time. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, you want to hear one about shit Because It's pretty simple, bro. A fool speaks because he has to say something. A wise man speaks because he has something to say.
0: Whammo. It's deep. I dig it, man. I could hit him with you all day, dude. I hear quotes all fucking Oh, I like want to a- hop back a- into the social media thing. Let's go back. I got some hot some hot topic questions for you. Hit me. You know, what's your take on, you know, social media has kind of created this false world for people. And, uh, you know, they can go on, and they're kind of the star of their own movie, so to speak. They get likes and the follows and all that stuff, and it builds up. It almost gives people, like, a self-worth in a sad way. You know, uh, very dangerous. What's your opinion on that?
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll call it the Forrest Gump syndrome. But basically, I think what you call this is a psychological circuiture. I think that TikTok is probably the epitome of, I mean, I won't say that there's not some interesting things on there and some conspiracy things, but on the whole, I flick TikTok on and... What's the last thing I saw? Because sometimes you know I'm on TikTok. Yeah, I I do it pretty much just to do some zany, you know, shock star kind of shit. I don't have a lot of stock in it. I don't care.
0: Mm-hmm. My
2: stuff is too intelligent on its dumbest day for TikTok and my. Life,
0: yeah, you know?
2: but it doesn't matter. So the answer to your question is yeah. It's like like I. I saw two days ago, I clicked on a TikTok, a woman, this was the video. She walks in the front door, and it says, after the date is over. And then she just, she's dressed to the nines, and she rips a huge fart. That's it. And she got like a million fucking views and like 500,000 likes, and then people are sharing it yeah it is it it's just it's fucking embarrassing we are literally we're we're just we're just st- stupid people reaffirming each other's stupidity. it's not intelligent it's totally narcissistic me 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 i i i can be a star i can i can be four hundred and fifty pounds. And I can I can take my clothes off, which basically I can't imagine anybody doing that. And and jiggle my jelly and get, you know,
0: to be a star. It's heartbreaking. There, yeah, there's this dude it's craziness. There's a dude that I on TikTok, the thing is named Airsoft Fatty, and uh I fail for the dude because he's like a dude that just kind of got famous because uh, he was like a fat dude. And I think he just like smokes weed. Like people send him weed, like big sponsors. And I think that like, he's kind of caught in this machine almost. And every time I see him, dude, he looks like he's ready to fucking die. Like it's so bad for him, but like, I don't think he can stop. I think he's caught up in like the momentum of celebrity and, you know, being an influencer nowadays is where kids... Look, you, people used to want to be firefighters and astronauts. Now they all want to be influencers, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but at the end of the day, what are they influencing? It's
0: just, it's just stupidity. Yeah. I mean, people
2: are yet... Like, I guess the difference between, let's say, what a shock star would do, only, and I only say that because that's, you know, to some degree... I'm in it to get a reaction, evoke or provoke or entertain. The I think the only difference is I don't derive a, a, um, a sense of identity or self-worth from it. Like this is just something I do. Right. It's not who I am. These people are just simply like, it's like they're validating each other. Like they're cheerleaders for each other. It's like the Emperor is naked. Yeah. No one willing to just step out and say, Yo, you're fat and you're dancing. Who fuck cares? I got better things to do. The other guy, yo, you're just a fucking you're so fucking fat, dude, you know, earshot, fat fuck, whatever your fucking name is, and you know, people are just using you and exploiting you because you feel so shitty about yourself. Yeah. They, like you're just sitting there getting the munchies, they're gonna need a fucking Putty knife at your autopsy and a piano case to fucking carry your ass out. And they're going to smoke you to death. Mm. They're not And you are so fucked up and shallow inside and insecure and self-hating and not self-aware. The body is a holy house. People don't get that. Yeah. And it's just sick. It, what this stuff is, dude, I guess if you really want to get philosophical, man, what's my honest answer when you really cut down to it? It's fucking idolatry at its most pathetic, shallow, and disgraceful fucking, you
0: know,
2: situation. Example. It's not intelligent. It's not good entertainment. It's not food for the soul. It doesn't command laughter. What does it command? It reiterates stupidity, mediocrity, ignorance. Vanity It's it's just it, It's like serving A fat population Twinkies And they're just shoving them in each other's Fucking mouths
0: That's not art bro Or like Violet like There's a dude I don't know his name but he goes around And like uh, if I, He's so big that if you, if you pay him or whatever You can go on there and do it but he gets whacked in the nuts With like different things And it's like almost jackass style, you know what I mean? Like, totally yeah, traveling. It's, it's it's fucking dark. It's some heavy darkness, dude, because you look into these people's eyes, and it's just like, they're fucking, it's a void, dude. It's like, they're literally, they're going to pound themselves into the ground for whatever fame, or I like to think that there's probably got to be some money in it, but, you know, I don't know how that shit runs on TikTok and stuff like that. Uh Yeah, and they're fucking, you can see the sadness, dude. It's like when, you know, it's it's fucking, it's kind of horrific, man. It's kind of horrific, dude. Kind of? (laughs) Kind of a little horrific, man, you know.
3: Actually, actually, I think the worst worst part is that, you know, you have these kids growing up in this kind of society where it's all about, you know, trying to get famous and, and likes and all that online. And it's just messing up the uh healthy growth of these kids who are, you know, um I mean it's bad enough when you go to high school and school. I mean kids are mean to begin with, okay? Now you have kids pretty much prostituting themselves on TikTok, on YouTube, all of that. And and the fact is that every everything is about what you do for likes and and it's all about trying to be popular through that. Now, it's bad enough when it was back when I was in school when you had, you know, the popular kids and all that. But now it's not just like a high school. It is like, you know, you can't escape it. It's now on the web and that's going to be there forever. If, If you decide to do something funny or stupid now on TikTok or YouTube and all that, you end up being, you know, in your 50s or 60s. And that shit's going to still be out there. Mm. And it's like... Not necessarily. Yeah, you're kidding, man? The way that censorship's going? The way technology's going? Well, the thing is, even when, when when censorship and all that, you know, takes hold, I mean, it's out there. I mean, the fact is that, you know, is anything truly censored? I mean, the thing is, you can censor something from Facebook or something like that, but it's still out there. I mean, heck, you could probably go on the black web and find some of this shit. Maybe. Yeah, and the I- fact is the question is that okay, you put the stuff out there and let's say uh, it gets censored in Facebook, TikTok, whatever. Okay, it doesn't mean that someone else like someone in, let's say, Hungary, you know, decide to download it before it was taken or something like that. And then, you know, they put up on their servers, or they- That's like if you're a star, though, like, a regular person getting bullied, that's not gonna- Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is that there's, there's that, but there's also, you know, blackmail. Okay? And the thing is that, you know, you, you might not, uh, think of something you're doing on, you think, oh, you're just getting kicked in the nuts and all that for likes and all that. Someone could take that, and then you decide to let's say run for office or some other bullshit, and then someone you know starts you know saying, "Hey, you know I got this back when you thought you were going to be like a big like TikTok star, where you know you're whipping out your dick or some kind of that you will know, help them. That help them they'd get to that get. To well, I I mean I way. mean the thing is it depends on what they're going for and and, and all that. But the thing is that there's so much stuff. I mean, when I did stupid shit, and I've done stupid shit as a kid. You still you do know, There's shit. no friggin' record of of that stupid. When you're kids, you do stupid stuff, and you don't think about it.
0: Right. Okay.
3: And when I was a kid, you know, there's no record of a lot of stupid shit I I did back then. Now, I mean, heck, you talk to anyone who's like now in high school, you know, they've been doing this what since grade school. And you know, some doesn't. Hey, how about you? You know, eat, eat a Tide pod or some kind of stupid ass shit like that. Then they do that, get sick, and and like you know, almost destroy their lives for what likes. I mean, unfortunately, the whole mentality of trying to become rich and famous is replacing any actual goals for a lot of these people. Hmm. Well, yeah, Shane. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to jump
2: back and I won't get too far off the subject because I want to respect what this segment is about. But uh, when you said, you know, hey, you know, later in life, these things are going to be out there and, you know, people will see them. I have to say that I feel very, very strongly about, you know, because behind what I do is entertainment. You know, my mission statement is to shock you out of your reality, rock you. Give you a good show, whatever it is, and and give you laughter. My definition of laughter, the tickling of the soul and the ultimate expression of joy. Give you a break from whatever you've got going on and give you some fun. And then you go back, bounce the key to life. You go back to whatever you've got going on. But um, one thing I will say, and I think really, really needs to be fucking addressed. And I'm going to kind of jump back to what you said about there's things that you did that were stupid or, you know, off color or whatever. Things that you're embarrassed about that are there later in life, you know. I got news for you. That's life. And the illusion. I don't like when people later in life try to lie and create these idealistic images of what they are and and, and in turn what they've always been. That's a fucking lie. It's time to get fucking real. I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, I, I won't go too far off, but I'll say this much. Was called for jury duty once. Got picked, and this whole room of people, fucking me, as one of the prospective jurors, a whole panel. The DA is cross examining us. The plaintiff's attorney is cross examining us to determine. Which of these jurors is gonna they're gonna agree on to sit on the panel? Now the problem is it was a racial incident where a white guy and a black guy had a fight, and apparently the black guy got the best of the white guy, and now he was facing assault and battery, whatever it was. It's something where he was gonna go on trial and it it meant something. Mm. The fucking the DA is going down and he asked the guy next to me, who's a sanitation worker, Italian from the, you know, the neighborhood. And he says, sir, have you ever used a racial slur? Are you fucking kidding me? Right. <laughs> the guy says, he says, no, 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 Not like that. No, not like that. Never. Right. I look at him I'm looking at him like this while he's talking <laughs> Chicken cluck, and cuckoo he Asked me the same question There was a whole room An auditorium full of fucking people Including the judge Sir have you ever used a racial slur There's this Black guy on trial for his fucking life I said, yeah, I have, and I think everybody in this room has too. The judge stops He says, excuse me, sir, try to just answer for yourself. Don't take the liberty of answering for everyone else here. <laughs> I said, okay. Yes. At times in my life, I'm sorry to say, I have uttered a racial slur. But I can tell you one thing. I'm a good man. I'm fair. And if if this man is is not guilty, I would go as far as to hang the jury to make sure he didn't go to prison. I can tell you that. Mm. You know what the next words were? Thank you. You're dismissed. (laughs) I got up, walked out, looked right at the defendant, and I said, good luck, man. And he just looked right at me, looked down, and shook his head like that. Yeah. So at the end of the day, brother, I'm just going to jump back to what you said. Yeah. We've all done stupid things. And if, if you want to get real, you want to really impress the American people or people late, later in your life, why don't you just be mortal? I've told dirty jokes. I've used the N-word. I've used the C-word. I fucking feel bad about it. I was angry. I wanted to hurt people's feelings i felt shitty. I've apologized. I've hated myself for it. I do the best I can. Jesus said it. He was not sin cast the first stone now. I think we all need to get fucking real. Do something stupid. Yeah, I got kicked in the nuts. But you're still going to get the job. 20 years later, I'll still hire you because your resume is good. By the way, how's your ball sack? (laughs) Is there a gray area here, bro? You know what I'm saying? Let's get fucking real. Let's stop this black and white reality, literally and metaphorically, and give each other some fucking gray area. Let's be fucking human. The difference between us and God is we're not perfect. Yeah, We fall from grace onto our face. We stumble. We crumble. We're humble. And we fucking get back up again. And say, I'm sorry, let's try to do a little better next time. That's the human experience, people. Yeah.
0: Now I to agree- talking
2: about social media? What the fuck? I will blow holes in your stupid, one-sided, black and white, bullshit reality. One person says one fucked up thing, and you blacklist them. Well, hey, man. Hey, all you social media fucking hypocrites, let's get to the real priority here. Let's not blacklist anyone because I think we need a better term than blacklist. That sounds very offensive, very racist, very inappropriate, very politically correct. I don't like the word blacklist. Why does it have to be blacklist? This negative thing with this negative connotation is obviously extremely offensive. Now, me personally... I think that's so fucking stupid that the answer to that in my book is an old school a comic wedgie where I explain the hypocrisy and try to get that motherfucker's underwear over his head to the point where he looks like Ralph Macchio in the revamped Karate Kid, yelping the whole way.
0: It's a crazy deal.
2: Hey, man, you wanted to talk social media? Social media and the phones and the things and the Internet and all this. The bottom line is that kids are addicted to this. They're spending more time. They're communicating with people through their phones. It is impersonal. Mm. They don't have to have the same etiquette. When I'm standing six foot away from you, I am going to be a lot more contemplative as far as what I say to you. You are real. You are there. I feel your biorhythms. I see your face, your eyes. I'm going to feel a connection and it is going to bleed into how I reacted. Yeah. But social media, what do we call them? Uh, when I was doing Trouble in the Jungle, you know, and I saw, I made the mistake of thinking that what it, uh, what was his name? Al, Al Nace. He's very connected in the boxing world. And he was helping me to try to create this reality TV show. And he had, He had, you know, known Tyson and Muhammad Ali, and you know, he was a real heavy hitter, man. Really interesting cat. I got to look into that world. He called these people on Facebook couch warriors Mm. because they're behind the screen. It's not real. They'll say and do things they wouldn't do normally. You know, there's no filter. They're safe, and that's another thing. It's not. it, It takes away consequence, repercussions. Only responsibility for what you do, you know, it's a buffer. We're losing the essence of the human spirit through social media. If I was gonna say anything in this segment that was relevant and valuable to what you're presenting, it would be that statement. You know? And that's really a shame because what did I say? It's like I even said it with more. I said when man kills man, the spirit dies. Both sides pray and the same God cries. When we lose spirituality, when we when we lose that sense of us as opposed to me, we're gonna fall apart as a race of people. Because we have the technology to destroy the world, but spiritually we're we're becoming more and more distant from each other. And I think in regard to this segment, that social media is contributing to the decay of spirituality and true human connection.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think that's really the crux, the most important thing that I could really, you know, add to this. I mean, I really feel that social media is uh, crippling our children And causing a lot of divide and deterioration of spirituality. I mean, capitalism does a great job of it as it is. But social media is, I think, personally, it's putting a buffer between people. Mm. And that, I think, is slowly but surely going to devalue your life according to me and my life according to you. We're not as real on some On some subconscious level, when I see you in a phone, you're a casualty in a video game. Yeah. That's scary, you know? The fact that, you know, kids should be disciplined in terms of, like, balance is the key to life. Kids should be forced to, you know, put their phones down, keep their phones off, play, play learn those, those interpersonal communication skills through play, through clubs, through things that, that keep the herd together. You know? The fact that these kids are phone addicts, and I've seen it. I mean, I was with a woman for five years who had a you know, adolescent daughter, and these kids, that kid was so fucking addicted to that phone. Mm. If you took that phone away, Girl would fly into a fucking tantrum. Yeah, I mean, she would punch holes in a fucking sheetrock. I was not her father. Her father actually was a—I don't know if you can call it a, tr- a transvestite. I don't know if that word is even called cool. tranny. But he was a tranny before it was even popular. Yeah, uh, it, it was like, and he didn't He's do a anything. Intervener. Yeah, I told her the next time you fucking do that, that that hole you punched in the wall. I know how far down those studs go. That's where your phone's
0: going. Yeah. It's
2: going in that hole in the wall. Now, you and me, I took your phone away. Now, I am going to teach you how to do that. You want your phone back? You and I are going to do a little make-believe father-daughter project. We're going to work together, and I'm going to show you how to patch a fucking hole of sheetrock. Believe it or not, it went pretty well. We actually had some fun doing it.
0: Yeah.
2: And now she knows if she goes to a shitty apartment or a college dorm, courtesy of me and not her fabulous father, she knows how to fucking patch a sheetrock hole. And she got her phone back, and hopefully it was a positive lesson that says, don't have a tantrum, don't punch holes in the sheetrock when your mom takes your phone away from you. Forward.
0: Valuable life lesson right there, they say. Hey, take the know,
2: lemon make
0: they... lemonade. The
2: or, you know, that that's my take on it. I mean, really, in a nutshell. I don't think I could add more to it.
0: Well, a computer, the say. thing, you know, not, the phone thing where you're not really seeing people and it's not real is kind of an interesting take on it because you look at how uh, the bots will get into your messenger on Facebook and, like, you could be having a conversation with somebody – that you think's a real person and they're kind of, the, they're it's, it's just feeding you this info. And then they eventually they'll start to ask more, you know, personal stuff about trying to get into, into the pretty advanced. Like those hacking systems are pretty fucking advanced nowadays. It's pretty scary. Well, right. So like a future could be, you know, it could get people so isolated in, in their own world because they create these fantasy worlds through social media that one day it could just be one real person orchestrating a whole world of fake people, but those fake people do what they want them to do. Like that's kind of where it's going to end up going. So they would all praise that real person. And you go going to a really dark place psychologically and culturally, yep. cult- culturally, realistically, it can't be a good place. Now I know both of you gentlemen, we're talking about, um, you know, the worry of, uh, you know, Alex, I think was more so the worry of like, stuff that you do being left up online later in life. What do you guys think of all this deep fake stuff, you know, with the face swapping? Because I've seen they could take your face, I think Alex's face and put it on Tony Montana's body, walking around his mansion with the machine gun and look exactly like, you know, he's really Tony Montana. It's kind of scary.
3: Well, I, I think I'll be out of a job think'll <laughs> I don't well, think I'll, be, be, I don't think I'll be uh be uh, acting anymore I mean supposedly uh I read an article where Bruce Willis actually sold his um deep fake like um uh, like rights so people can now deep fake Bruce Willis in whatever movie that they want because now he's supposedly sold his rights to his face, which I mean, as an actor, uh, first of all, I mean, it's kind of like, then what's what's the what's the point? I mean, when when you can just have some guy and you're like, oh, we want you to do this great performance, but hey, we're going to throw Bruce Willis's face on you because, well. You're not notable, but Bruce Willis is. So he retired too. He just recently had to retire. Yeah, cause but was... but but I mean, suppose of these soldiers like deep face likeness, which, and then of course you can Mark. like, oh, now you can you know have have films where people walk in and now you throw Humphrey Bogart's face on them. I mean, it's... it's kind of like it's. I mean, yeah. it's it's cheapening the uh, first of all is cheapening. Uh, other stars where, like, you know, people coming up where, you know, think of the person that they're like, okay, we want you to do this work, but, you know, you go going ha- you won't get credit for it. Bruce Willis will, even though he's dead or, you know, retired, and you'll so, be having his face on you. On so they'll be it's, making,
0: they'll be making the acting art form into like a retail job for people.
3: Yeah. And, and and the thing is that it's kind of like the whole thing about, like, film, acting, all that is is it's an art form. It's supposed to, to convey feelings and idea, you know, stories and all that. And, yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that, obviously, with most of the films we're getting out now, it's all about this, how much more money can we get out of the consumer instead of actually giving out a good product. And then, of course, now that you can deflate people's faces and all that, then it's like, okay, then what do you need actors for? We can just get rid of actors and just, you know, pull some uh, some random person off the thing like, okay, you got Bruce Willis's face, we're going to have you jump around and all that, throw your 50 bucks. I mean, it's. I mean, unfortunately, that's where the world is going: is trying to just make people themselves obsolete. So all you need is a computer and some, you know, some uh, you know uh, technology crap to work with. And then there's no no point. There's no art. There's no like telling stories. It's all for commercial consumption, which I mean, which is unfortunately where our world is going to right now.
0: Well, if it makes you feel better, it'll be robots playing the actor's part. There won't even be real actors doing the acting. It'll be robots with yeah, a face that changes. Probably. Uh,
3: yeah, that's that's going to be fun. We're going to have now, you know, some, some rovers like, uh, I will be back, yippee kaye, motherfucker. Well, they'll do better than that, <laughs> that I assume. Be realistic.
2: It's going to be just like the video games. We're not going to need actors anymore. It's going to yeah. be so realistic. What did they do in the Irishman? Didn't they do something to? uh
0: It wasn't out- that yeah. effective. Yeah, yeah. They changed up the age. It was a lot of people had complaints about it, but they, yeah, they made him look younger through like a siege like a weird. Yeah, I mean, bad, and
3: and, you know? and it looked fake. It looked it looked it looked fake. I mean, I we know. could you we could easily even tell, tell really. that Robert De Niro. What, I mean, it, it's like when they did, uh, one. I think it was uh, 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 Captain America's Civil War, where they had like, Robert Downey Jr., um, they did a whole thing to make him younger in a flashback scene, which it's like, it was so obvious that, you know, he was, you know, his face was, you know, the younger that it, it pulled me out of, of the scene. I was like, this is, you know, this ain't real. I mean, this ain't bullshit. real. No, I feel you. Well, that's the key. I think
2: that line, exactly. This ain't real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line is, it's one thing to have the technology to do these things. But is it in our best interest as a society to take it in that level? Just because we can doesn't mean we should. We have the ability to make, you know, or have made nuclear weapons. Does that mean we should use them? We have the ability to do all this AI. Isn't it our responsibility as human beings to revere our spirits, our souls, that which is a reflection to God? Isn't, isn't it our job, in our own way, in our own doctrines, to preserve that, honor it, make it sacred, and limit the use of this kind of technology only in areas where we feel it's not detrimental to us and our offspring? Mm. There's a responsibility. Where does it end? It comes down to the same thing. Capitalism. Greed. Money. My friends, mm-hmm. capitalism and spiritual, uh, spirituality, they are arch fucking enemies. Capitalism is a fire in a crowded movie theater with one fucking door. Spirituality is, I want to make sure everyone gets out. Capitalism is, I want to get to that door and if i got to fucking use grandma as a fucking bridge to, to catapult myself over to children to get my ass out i'm going to the street yeah that's capitalism and it all comes down to that if we as a race spiritually don't come together as a community and say hey as far as social media goes, is it a curse or a blessing? Are we using it as a tool or a vice? Social media, if that's what this segment is about, is a powerful, life-changing technology. We need to be responsible about how much we allow it to integrate and affect our society. Meaning. I'm cutting that into two categories. The adults who are semi-equipped to deal with this technology and the children who are learning it like a second language and forgetting the first language. Mm. That's what the segment's about. I'm going ADD while these motherfuckers go THC. You're not going to go there. I'm going to stay focused and answer that question. We need to decide as a race of people how much are we going to let this technology into our everyday life? Namely, into our offspring. And there's other, other things. I won't go off the deep end with it, but as a race of people, we need a higher power. Whether we understand our differences or we don't, we, it's like negotiation. When people from different sides that are arguing don't see a lot of venom involved, when they negotiate, they start. When a negotiator starts, he starts with that aspect that is the common denominator, that which we both agree with. That's the catalyst. That's the motivator to get people talking. In terms of social media, in terms of nuclear weapons, in terms of clean air and water, in terms of food, the common denominator has to be, we all sit down for the first fucking time ever. We say the truest riches that all of us have and cherish on this earth is not our money, is not our power, is not our profit. It's our fucking children. What can we do to put aside our differences and create as a world a place where our children can have, at worst case scenario, the same thing, same opportunities, same quality of life that we had, or at best case scenario, an even better quality. How can we, together, ensure that social media garnishes our children, our next generation, as opposed to destroys, deteriorates, the case. How do you solve a problem? First, you need to acknowledge the problem. Social media, its impact on our society, especially the young impressionable children, is huge. How do we, as a race of people in the world, get together collectively and say, we all have one thing in common. We love our children. Let's talk about how much we're going to allow social media and technology to affect our children. How can we make sure that that this technology becomes a positive aspect in our evolution as human beings? Mm. How can we together make sure that the water is clean the air is pure the forests are healthy the ecosystem is beautiful and balanced so that our offspring can enjoy a healthy or healthier quality of life because right now ignorance fear power profit is all taking precedence over, truly, the truth is pure. The one thing that we all cherish and value more than anything in this world, our children. You're the architect of your reality. What does God give us? Choice, free will. What are you going
0: to do? Great. You know, unfortunately, I feel like not enough people look at, you know, fast coming technology as like an issue. You know what I mean? Like it could be it's dangerous when it's coming in too quick. And, you know, it's just kind of taken over. But I don't think people I think people kind of look at it as a great thing. I know that, you know, iPads and stuff like that have become the new TV where, you know, I see kids got their own iPhones and iPads and stuff like that at really young ages which Mm -hmm. is a good debate with that with the iPads. It's like that you you see them doing, you know, like learning things, like learning apps and learning games and stuff, but it's still kind of hooking them into the technology deal. But, I mean, at the end of the day, dude, technology ain't going anywhere, so they're going to need to know that stuff anyways. Like, you know, imagine, like, it's almost like how many people – I remember when very few people knew how to use computers, you know what I mean? Like now, everybody knows. You know, you, you look at a thirteen-year-old kid can buzz around on a computer and technical right. stuff a lot fucking better than all three of us could. You know what I mean? Just it's like they uh, were yeah. born and knew it.
2: That's what I'm saying. They they've um, learned this language and this way of life, the way that we learned our own organic way of life. Yeah. This way of life is taking precedence prior- priority over the organic kind of human to human interaction that to me that is going to have very very detrimental effects on on the sense of unity spirituality empathy value of human life yeah once again it comes to to in my humble opinion balance and everything is the key to life how do we balance and use This technology, in other words, bro, I hate to say it. I once saw this chick who was an alcoholic and she said, you know, I got to a point where I realized I wasn't doing the drink. The drink was doing me. I get it. i say the same thing about any addiction. Are we using the technology or is the technology using us? Are we doing the technology or is the technology doing us? Are our kids benefiting from the technology Or are they being crippled emotionally, psychologically by the technology? And at the end of the day, that, in terms of social media, technology, that is a really, really, really serious question. And we, as adults, who have a point of reference to know and understand the ramifications of what's coming, we have a responsibility. Yeah, to govern, to instill balance into children that grew up with this as a second language. I mean, I hate to say it; it's almost like it's like kids that are bilingual when they're little kids. They come here. Let's say that you know their folks speak Spanish. Okay, they pick up English like that. They go to school. They pick it up like that. They're bilingual. No big deal their parents who were set in their ways, there's a learning curve. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with this technology and social media. They're just eating it up as quick as, as it is. We serve it up. They go to the buffet and they're eating it so quick. We don't even know what the fuck they're eating anymore. It's our... We're the ones that created it. We cooked it up. We're allowing our children to eat it. We're feeding it to them. We're the adults. We made the technology. We have a responsibility to portion it and let people know what's good and what maybe isn't for our kids.
0: Yeah,
2: I can make a food metaphor and say, hey, we're the ones that cook the fucking food. What are we going to be if we just let our kids run free in the kitchen and eat fucking dessert 24 hours a day? Mm. We're the ones that have to say, Dinner before dessert. You know? Food groups. This is important. A glass of milk. No soda right now. No internet now. No Facebook now. No Twitter now. No Snapchat now. This is time to be with your friends. This is time to read a book. This is time this is time to do whatever in the year 2022 is going to keep. Your spirit grounded, healthy, whole with a with an earthly perspective, an organic spiritual approach to life, we lose that. <laughs> then it becomes man made mayhem. Mm. Yeah. So that's your answer, Matt.
0: I appreciate the Social answer. Social
2: media is is a fucking it's a it's a yeah. fucking it's
0: a fox in the hen house. It's run a wild. It is, man. It's come a long way, too. I remember back in the days of early, I don't even remember seeing this on MySpace, but I could be wrong, but Facebook was, a, you know, Facebook Lives catching a lot of, like, suicides and crazy shit back, you know, now they, they get them down real quick. But I remember back in the day, dude, there'd be, like, videos up for, like, a day or so or, like... It'd be, it'd be one of those things where you could, like, people could go look at it. Like, nowadays it'd be gone. I assume, like, th- there's gotta be something they they've built things in for words, you know, certain words, you know. I remember we had a, a, f- a close friend of ours in the acting community that, you know, committed suicide and he did his, left his note on Facebook, you know what I mean? And, uh, which is dark, dark stuff, man. R- r- fucking horrifying stuff. Um, but like in the future I think they'll even crack down on stuff like that where they'll be able to pick apart what you're saying so like immediately uh it doesn't go up. Now hopefully, you know, immediately you would call the police to go fucking save you from doing something terrible. But uh maybe that's uh the next stage after that. Technology well, I yeah.
2: exists. I think after nine eleven, I totally I, I believe with the technology and with the urgency and with, you know, the fact that now, like, like a, you know, a terrorist faction of some kind can, you know, walk into an urban area with a with a fucking dirty bomb and yeah. take out, like, you know, a square mile and kill, like, a million fucking people. Like, once that happened, the technology of listening to words, like you said, you know grabbing words grabbing certain identifying phrases or language intonation or whatever they have I'm sure it's crazy yeah they're probably using that right now I would for say. sure
0: yeah, you know. they've talked about the FBI being behind Facebook for years because everybody just puts every 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 second of their day is on people's Facebooks you know what I mean and it's
2: oh, I do I saw know. a documentary where a, they were interviewing a guy from the CIA and he said, I remember seeing. he said, Facebook has been a blessing to us. We have <laughs> never had so much access to so much personal information so readily available. Facebook has been a, a blessing for us. Yeah. And not only that, but people are so fucking stupid. Like, then you hear stories about, you know, people who, like, aren't, you know, paying the taxes they should. Should or hiding money, investing, and they're posting fucking pictures of themselves with their new fucking hundred thousand dollar boat. Yeah, and then the IRS fucking looks at them like, okay, something doesn't make sense here, and they get red flagged, and and, you know they get called in, and they're like, you need to fucking, how did you buy that boat (laughs) with this money that you're declaring? Yeah, you know, it's like people are so fucking stupid, man. So you know, and and yeah, social media people are saying that there is so much you're you're in such a precarious position when you put your information in any way shape or form on social media you are just open you know to identity fraud and hacking
0: there there was a rapper recently I, I don't Remember, I don't know his name. I'm not really hip to the newer rappers, but there was a rapper who went to some donut shop in like a uh, like a bad area, and I guess his girlfriend posted a picture of them and tagged that they were at which which donut shop they were at, and I guess you know there was some close by people that wanted wanted to go see him, and they got there and they they killed him, took all his jewelry and shit, so like yeah, so like social media can fucking get Wait, you
3: kidding? they went oh. No.
0: This is, it's actually kind of been an issue with the cup. There's been a couple like rappers that have fucking died from that type of stuff in the last like maybe year or two where, yeah, they would be for, for whatever reason. There was a dude that was at a cookie shop too, stopped in and get some cookies and fucking he, they, 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 they fought like he had a picture from that cookie shop like weeks ago. So people kind of knew that he frequented it or whatever. So like they were kind of, you know, just kind of waiting for him, waiting for him to pop in, and they must have been local, local, and they fucking got in there and they got him. And you know, a lot of these situations, it's not even like the old school robbery, I guess, of like fucking when they would put the gun in your face and go, "Give me your shit, we're gonna kill you," and then you give them your stuff and they let you go. Sometimes they kill you. Nowadays they just fucking kill you and p- peel the shit off your dead body. It's fucking scary, dude. <laughs> It's wild, but yeah, social media dude is fucking getting people that way too. That was interesting. How how crazy is that dude that you post up a pic with with where you're at? You know what I mean? A girl does. How fucking angry was he with this fucking girl after that dude? When he's like when he's dying on the ground, dude, he was like. Aah! You know, you know what I mean. That's troublesome. That's fucking troublesome, dude.
2: You know, I tell you, I'm old school, man. Like when I've had beefs with people, like you know, they know the bar I go to. Like if they don't, yeah, like yeah, I'll be seeing you around. I'm, you know, I'll be, I know, you know, I'm gonna run into you. And I'm always like, dude, what do you mean run into me? First of all, I'm right here, right, right now. But yeah. That ain't gonna work. But you want to make an appointment randomly down at some make a apart. date. I'm like, you know where I go. I'm here on Thursday nights. I'm usually here on fucking Saturday nights. So don't be, you know, don't play that fucking game. You want to run into me, man? That's where I'll be. You feel froggy, motherfucker? Let's jump, you know?
0: Yeah.
2: And I just go. I show up in my fucking Hummer, fucking Mac Daddy over here. I pull up and I don't give a fuck.
0: I heard Shane goes and gets cookies and donuts wherever the fuck he wants to get. No one, and nobody gives him beef. They fucking lay him down the street, kid. Tell the meat wagon, come pick him up so fucking Rocky can punch him back at the old, uh, freezer room.
2: That's right. I get cookies and donuts all kind of places. That's why I have the body of a God, Buddha. They'll never know where I am. I'll buy a cookie in any motherfucking place there is.
0: I would love to hear insane Shane McCain start dissing all these new age rappers that are huge, <laughs> and like see if they go viral. Then do a music video like mocking the deaths of all these rappers and donut shop killings and fucking getting cookies and dying. It'll be like dying for sweets. would oh, be the name of the song, me. dude? Too sweet to die. <laughs> <laughs> well. I guess rest in peace to those rappers. We'll dedicate the episode to them. Um, do you guys want to say, say anything else on social media in closing on the social meds? Uh, yeah, I don't know what else
2: I could say, you know? I could say, like, it's tragic. Yeah, y'all know what to be dead on the floor eating a donut. <laughs> if everybody not- looking around and say, so what? <laughs> yeah, I'd hate to be sitting in a fucking pool of blood. With like a French crawler, yeah. You know? <laughs> <It's just>
0: like- <laughs> <laughs> I heard the French crawler is the best for soaking up the blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at his, I heard the, I heard his rest in peace T-shirt said, "Do not go in there." <laughs> you know what I mean? It was very nice, very sweet. Um, that, yeah. that, that's that's bogus stuff. But yeah, social media. Uh, yeah, definitely be on the lookout. Uh, if you, if you subscribe to social media yourselves out there listening heavily, you know, maybe take a step back, get on some medication to help you with the withdrawals from it. Because there's people, you know, I've heard horror stories of people that were just so caught up in Facebook and shit that, you know, they lose it. They, they, they lose their like internet service for fucking like three days and they can't handle it. They kill themselves off. Like it's that fucking crazy for them but that I think you're you're dealing with a a serious mental illness as well when you deal with situations like that but Facebook is kind of linked to it for giving these people this fantasy world where like they can kind of pick and choose what they want to hear who they want to see who they want to see them You know, they really kind of paint a perfect picture of of the world you want in social media Uh, and then when the real world comes back around it's troublesome for you (laughs)
2: And I will close with that, then. I will tell, though, that in the real world, how can I say this? Because uh, I want to stay, you know, contemporary 2022 politically correct. In the real world, um, black lives matter. You, you don't matter. On Facebook, that is your illusory thing. Like, most of you, I'm here to tell you, I think there's an elephant in the room. On Facebook, all those friends you have? That's what I have to say. I'm just kidding. Those are not your fucking friends. They don't care. They're like belching beer buddies. They don't give a fuck. They probably don't even like you. You know what the people on Facebook are? I heard another quote. This is a social media quote. Totally applicable. So when you're on Facebook and you think you're posting something, most people, when you post something, they're, they're not looking to learn or listen to what you posted. They're just waiting for a chance to respond and to post something that they think is important. They don't care about you. It's waste book. It's a narcissistic clusterfuck, a poison people pool. It's, it's Dante's fucking inferno. Just a bunch of confused, miserable fucking narcissists with egos that are just flailing at each other. Yeah. It is waste book. And I'm here to tell you, if you're on Facebook, truth is pure. There is something more fucking productive, rewarding, and healthy that you could be doing. Trust me.
0: Hell yeah. You know, remind, I'll end with this. It reminds me of this, sh- this uh, episode. I believe it was Dark Mirror, uh, the show Dark Mirror on Netflix. Somebody told me to look it up, but the, the whole plot to the episode was it was like in the future, uh, you, everybody had like on their phone, whenever you had an interaction with another person, if it was a good interaction, they gave you a thumbs up and it, the more thumbs up you got, the higher class of citizen you became. But like if you got thumbs down, you would be like looked at as a piece of shit. And it was like really fucking weird because like, uh, you know, how real it really, really is. It was great writing, fantastic writing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I would definitely be a piece of shit. There's no doubt.
0: I think a lot of folks would be even good people, you know, ourselves yeah. included. I think it would be because there's different, you know, there's people. Like in the sh- in in that show, you know, if there's people that were just kind of dicky that would give her a bad review, and that bad review would bring it down, you know what I mean? So it's kind of a everybody was all like fake polite to everybody and all that crazy, you know. Kind of it was a great a great little take on society. I appreciated it.
2: No, oh, I do too. Well, a lot of people are are fucking, you know, they're looking for validation. Yeah, they're they're people pleasers, you know. It's almost like a, a weird, like a, a codependency of sorts, you know. For me, I don't care. I I am, I'm out of that. Like, yeah. I'm like a tree in the forest, you know. I'm, I'm my own man, you know. Love me, hate me, diss me, praise me. I don't give a shit. I don't care. You know, your opinion? I mean, there's times I've had to actually tell people that. You know when they're they're voicing their strong opinion, and I and I tell them usually as a Scorpio in front of people, I'll say, "Look, I'm, I hate to say, I, I, the good news is that I personally I, I I don't care about your opinion. It doesn't matter to me at all. The bad news is that I'm sure a lot of people that you regard as close to you and valuable, they don't care about your opinion either." How can you say that? I can say it. truth is pure. How's the view from the cheap seats? There it is. (laughs) Who gives a fuck? This is it. This is your 15 seconds of fucking fame, and it's over. Shut your face and know your place.
0: (laughs) Alex, what are you going to say to that, dude?
3: (laughs) Well, I agree. Social media has... Can and taken over most everyone's life, and unfortunately, people are ad- addicted to it. Like, um, I mean, it might as well be cocaine or smack or whatever, because there are people who can't live live without it. Yeah. And unfortunately, the worst part of it is the fact that you know there is no um, no one actually trying to watch and take care of limiting the access to, like, our most impressionable people, which are our children. There you go.
2: Thank you. Echoing the king's decree. That's what I like to hear.
3: Yeah. I mean, the fact is that it's a double-edged sword that we can't stop technology. Technology is here to stay. Technology is going to keep on growing. And the fact is that, you know, Yeah, I mean with how it is you're going to have to teach kids about it but no one's teaching kids about it, they're just letting them run rampant, doing the TikTok doing all this other bullshit and because of that you're going to have a whole generation of kids that yeah, they know how to you know, probably set up a computer within two seconds but they don't know not to, you know videograph you know, and and send out uh, stuff that they should keep to themselves out to the public, which will in the end end up, you know, destroying their lives or reputation, whatever. I mean what you need is someone to take the reins and try to teach children and and even and also adults how to use and not use this technology that we have but right now it's free for all anyone can do whatever they want and that's where the trouble is well i think we found that person here tonight with
0: mr insane shane okay
2: <laughs> i pretty much articulated exactly what you just said i happen to agree with it 150 percent use it and don't abuse it you know it's just and and you know the other byproduct of this social media as matt initially said was uh it gives these kids, you know, TikTok and this and that, the illusion that their banal, mundane, trite, no talent, guttural gestures are now getting all this attention. I mean, it's like me. When I burped into the camera, I'd like to think that there were other things that occurred tonight in front of the camera with me that would warrant more attention and respect. But on TikTok, I think that would have been the apex, that belch. That would have been it. That would have gone viral.
0: Yeah.
2: The other thing that I want to say about, uh, sometimes it's right in front of your face. It It's creating narcissists, self-absorbed narcissists. Me, 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 my page, my life, what I'm doing. Look, I'm driving in the car. Look, I'm talking to my friend. Look, I just got this, uh, this outfit. Look at me. Just the concept. Let's talk about the photos that people take on their phones. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding? A selfie. I don't remember ever growing up and saying, hey, you know what? Let, let's get a picture of, um, well, we're all here together. Let's get a picture of me. I'm going to take a selfie. Mm-hmm. No, I don't need you. I'm just going to hold the camera right here. I can see my reflection in the lens. No, I'm not going to get you guys. Let me just get myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Click. Are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Let's take a selfie. By the way, speaking of selfies, so let me make a, uh, just to show you, I'm drinking this amazing beer, this champagne of beers. This is good shit. Remember, high life, best part of my life. So I'll, I'll, let's have a selfie toast. Here it is. Here's a social media toast. To my health, my wealth, and myself. Cheers! Click! <laughs> I'm going to vomit my fucking mouth. Then there's insane Shane McCain's fucking toast around the dudes, you know, in the man cave, my man, here's to beer with yeast and women without. <laughs> I don't think, I guess we can close on that. You know? I'm down with mom that. Said, yeah. Is my anyone- said, Just be yourself, Shane. I don't think she realized what she was asking. <laughs>
0: If people are looking to dive deeper into some insane Shane McCain, do you got any social medias you want them to check out or uh, where can they find some music these days? I know it's all over the YouTubes. Uh, and-
2: yeah, yeah. I would say Google, you know, my name and listen to my tracks. For now, in honor of this, I decided to deactivate my Facebook page for like a week and uh, just, you know, as a gesture to say, What's the guy's real name? It's not Mark Wahlberg. What's his fucking name? Mark. But he stepped down. So Zucker- Zuckerberg.
0: Anything. Yeah, Mark Mark Zuckerberg.
2: Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah. Right. right there. Well, I can tell you. He stepped down and now the new name, you know, which I thought they were going to steal mine, you know, Wastebook because I thought it was so appropriate, but they yeah. they went with uh they they went from hundred and fifty something billion down to seventy one billion or something. So here's what I got to say about the new Facebook Meta is losing Cheddar. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark Fuckerbird.
0: He'll <laughs> put out heads, Zuckerberg. He's just,
2: yeah, he's just a fucking soulless frat boy. When I think of him, I don't think of like some power player. I see him in a in a fucking. In a dark room with a bunch of fucking Ivy League twinks, all wearing togas, smacking him with a fucking ping pong paddle and him going like, may I have another one, sir? You know, with this pleated fucking thing in his ass for me and hit so many fucking times. And then eventually in the morning, he's like, wow, I don't know why I'm still, I'm still hurting from those, from those paddles for, you know, what, what would the fucking, I don't know, like, uh, five beta, you know, Sci fi beta fuck whatever you
4: know
2: battle the frat house you know yeah i only realized never that you know he was doing those things with the ping pong ball and one ping pong ball stole his ass you know
0: <laughs> for good measure for good measure you know what I mean for
2: good measure yep yeah, he's get anyway <laughs> I'll say no more when I so, think
0: when I think of when I think of Zuckerberger I think of data from Star Trek
3: that's uh, who I think of you know what I mean I uh, don't was, insult I think, data. He's better.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. I don't know. I think of like literally, bro.
2: I grew up in Westchester in the spiritual void. You know, <laughs> fucking Ivy League Central. Arrogant, white, sheltered, spiritual void. Idolatry to the fucking max. Arrogance, condescension, shallowness. People talking at each other, said of to each other. So, he reminds me of every motherfucker that, you know, I would know in that area. Yeah. Yeah, he's just your average fucking rye high, you know, fucking, you know, whatever. Brat boy going to some Ivy League college.
0: It's true. Yeah. But, uh, with, with he, me, he, he's always welcome on the show to discuss things, you know what I mean? So, With that being said, Shane, thanks for being on the show, man. Always a pleasure.
2: Well, like I said, it's been a while, and, uh, you know, I kind of felt like I had something to say. I wanted to have a catharsis. I wanted to get some things out and, and, you know, mix some of my frustration with some of my, you know, satirical perspective. But also, for these issues – and for the the greater good, for the higher power, which is our children, that, you know, you've got to see the man behind the the myth, you know. And I have to reveal that I am opinionated, I am passionate, I am spiritual, and I'm articulate and eloquent, you know, about what it is that that I'm putting out there. You know, I'll go on any fucking show, and I'll lay it out just like that. I wouldn't be scared. Not one second, man. I can speak in public. Do your podcast. I, I don't I'll back up everything I say.
0: A spoken word tour is what I want to see in the future. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, Brother- I don't want to do a spoken word. I want to do the spoken turd, because y'all know I am the shit.
0: <laughs> <It's all> shit. shit. <laughs> Brother Alex, it's always a pleasure. Always. Always hell yeah and to the guys. audience it's always a pleasure having y'all listen and' we'll, we'll, if you enjoyed this episode go listen to more episodes wherever you heard this one and in the meantime while you're doing that we'll be preparing to catch y'all on the next episode of behold 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 a pale podcast Ooh, woo, 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 woo. I think it's
2: always a pleasure and I always say, world peace, and then, you know, peace on the side.
4: Well,
0: peace and, yeah. on the side. One That's of my favorite Shane right. McGain pieces.
4: Peace on the side. So this is another uh, thing that I point out in the book is that we're never bored anymore. Uh. So as we evolved, boredom is this evolutionary discomfort that basically told us whatever you're spending your time on right now, it's not an efficient use of your time. So go find something else. Now, in the past, this would be like, let's say you're picking berries from a bush. You've picked the easiest-to-pick ones. Well, if we didn't have the skew of boredom, we'd be, like, reaching into the very back for the berries that are hard to pick, but they become successively harder to pick because we've picked all these different ones, right? Boredom would kick on and be like, hey, your, your return on your time invested has worn thin. Move on to another bush, right? But nowadays, with this influx of media we have, People spend 11 hours a day engaging with digital media. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a professor, and one of the classes I teach is an intro class. So it's got about 150 students, and it's a media class I teach in the journalism department. First day of class, I'll talk about how just how things have changed with media. You know, It's like we live 2.5 million years with no media in our lives, and now it's become our lives. And then I will ask, all right, I want everyone to pull out your phone right now. I want you to look at your screen time. Tell me how much you have. Who thinks they have the highest? We'll start to go through people. I've had people, you know, seven hours, 45 minutes, eight hours, 50 minutes, nine hours, 16 minutes. It's like, that's your entire day all on that cell phone, right? So nowadays, when we have this discomfort of boredom kick in, we have a super easy escape from it. Right. Right? We're not forced to be like, okay, what am I doing with my time? Is there something better I could be doing? We just pull out our phone. And you see this, right? Anytime people have one moment of solitude or inactivity, it's like, oh, might as well just check my phone. What's interesting about boredom is when oftentimes, when boredom would kick on, we would go uh, inward, sort of mind wander. And mind wandering, it gives you your brain some time to like reset and revive. Whereas anytime you're focused on the outside world, your brain is actively processing information. So this is kind of like in the book, I compare it to lifting a weight. When you're having a conversation, looking at your phone, watching a screen, whatever you're doing, if you're focusing on the outside world, your brain is working and it's lifting. When you go inward, your brain goes into this default mode network, which is like a rest period. Right, so mm-hmm. now, because every time we're bored, we just pull out that screen and focus more. Our brains are just constantly being worked and overworked and overworked. And this is uh, associated with just burnout, uh, anxiety, etc. Fucking hypocrite pieces of shit. Yeah. I'd like to run for mayor with
2: that. I'm the mayor and a player throwing your hands in the fucking air. Let's get fucking real. That's insane Shane McCain.